1: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Namaste, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin here to welcome you back. Hope you're having a beautiful day, wherever you are. Today we highlight a Boulder Yoga Pod teacher named Kate Mulherin. This is a woman who comes from trauma and transmuted her experience to live a life of healing and being a healer.
1: When you're working and tracking in your yoga, you can't just constantly be like, this has gotta be fixed. It's like, no, work with all parts to seek and understand What's out of balance? Inhale, exhale, correct that balance.
0: We're so excited to share this incredible woman with you who is making a difference not only in the community of Boulder, Colorado, but also through the spirits of living life. She has a life that is truly amazing. And we're so excited to share her authentic heart with you. Namaste, Yoga Revealed Podcast. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and it is always such a pleasure to be tuned in with you. I'm here in a beautiful Boulder, Colorado. It's a nice foggy day. (laughs) And I'm sitting across from an amazingly powerful, humble, insightful empath. Her name is Kate Mulherin, and she is such a a community leader, a thought leader here Mm. in Boulder, Colorado. And Kate... Thank you so much for taking time to share with us you, your story, Mm -hmm. and how yoga has revealed itself to you in your life.
1: Thank you, Alec. You're going to make me cry already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm feeling emotional right now, Uh, which people who know me listening to this won't be very surprised. (laughs) Well, thank you for having me. I am very honored.
0: Thank you. Mm. So... Uh, I know a little bit about your story, mm-hmm. and I've uh, I've heard it about twice. But okay. each time that I've heard, I've read it once and I've heard it from you. We uh-huh. shared a conversation before, and it is uh wow, quite a powerful story. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh And I'd like to just jump right in. Jump in, baby. Can you tell us where you're coming from? Okay. And uh, then we'll move forward into the yoga.
1: Okay. How do you want me to tell this story? Because there's so much I could dive into.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, if I remember the first time I asked you, you said, well, I come from trauma. trauma."
1: Okay. Just dive right there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I started in this beingness um, as a five-year-old who a father commits suicide, um, which was really, really painful for me. And that for sure right there right probably not in that moment as a five-year-old i didn't realize what how traumatic it actually was um you know come to find out later that he was gay um you know in a marriage whom he loved but just couldn't be here anymore and um totally loved me but it's taken me what 38 years of therapy to say that (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> as a five-year-old, you're like, abandonment right there. Number one. That's my biggest issue, right? Abandonment. And um, and so then through that, my mother had breast cancer for 19 years. So there's always there's always the threat of my mom was going to leave. And so from five-year-olds until 23, as a 23-year-old, I walked this path with my mom that, I mean, totally total champion of mine I mean single mother such a badass I mean every juncture they told her six months six weeks two weeks one year like constantly so that as a kiddo I was like oh she's gonna go at any time what's gonna happen to me and like you know those parts of me had to shut down as surviving trauma and surviving this life as a sensitive which I know we'll get to what a sensitive means um and not knowing I was a sensitive then so yeah so through through these times as as a kiddo not knowing when so already I don't have one parent and then another parent just might go at any time and that was really really painful um and she just kept on going talk about power of the divine power within that she knew I had no one. So she kept on defeating the odds because she should have been gone. And it was at, when I was 23, um, I met, um, my now ex-husband, but then he, and I think she knew at that moment I was going to be okay. And then that's when she left. Wow. Yeah. That was really beautiful. Um, started my whole spiritual path right there. Right then and there is the moment, the whole week of her, her passing, which is really um, kind of beautiful. We're speaking of this right now because November, November 12th is the mm. 21st year since she's been gone. So it's like I've been literally walking this for 21 years. Whoa! <laughs> I just felt that. That's so... <laughs> And powerful. Um, yeah, so it was really right then that I had to believe in so I always knew I believed in something divine, right? Um and I didn't really resonate with I always believed in God, right? And um a higher beingness. Um I didn't really, I couldn't really understand grapple, but I knew there was a divineness. And my teacher to this day, my native teacher tells me the reason why I have stayed intact with my light, all through all the trauma that I have stepped upon, is because I always had that deep belief. So nothing could shake that belief ever. Right? Even in my darkest moments, my darkest hours, there was always that spark, we Mm. all have that spark. But it's like, do you believe in that spark, and we always have, you know, those moments of choice of oh shit's getting real and i can't be here anymore right or i do want to i do want to finish this out and that would probably lead me into when i was 37 that i almost you know i literally had a choice whether to stay or go here and um so let me just quickly go back to as a 23 year old for sure i started to just rise into what is all of this Mm. and my first teacher Trudy griswold who's wrote the books how to speak to your angels Mm. um it was something that i could relate to because all of a sudden i could understand the angelic realm like it's what got me through my mother's death passing and then of course three more deaths came after that that i helped cross over and so that was like, oh, here's a gift and talent. Go. <laughs> um, but I didn't really understand it. I was just doing something that just felt right, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and natural. So that part was really beautiful because it allowed me to start to engage with, like, who am I? <laughs> and this was a part of who I was. And what was interesting, I guess this is why this is coming forward. As you say, my story changes like every time. There's always a different facet to it. Um, it's, and I guess why I'm probably speaking to this for, the, um, for who's listening to this, is sometimes we track in a way that our culture doesn't really want to hear about. And when i started like hearing the angels and being with this other dimension that wasn't real the people that i was hanging with at that time were so uncomfortable around me and i remember i had um this one guy who said to me i just get so uncomfortable around you or i get uncomfortable for you when you speak about this because no one else can understand what you're saying and i was like Wow, I was like, huh? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't didn't. It was like, Oh, it was just an intriguing moment for someone who actually was going through the program of AA. And that's like a part of their language is everything I was speaking to. But he was uncomfortable for his family. Because they couldn't relate to me speaking of angelics and huh. something that wasn't real here. And if anyone going through grief understands, it's like you get to this moment of, oh, my God, I get it. Oh, my God, I get it. And you want to tell everybody how you get it. And sometimes there are people in a different, you know, like you're up here, right? You're like, oh, my God, I want everybody to understand what I'm like feeling and thinking. And other people are like,
0: I don't understand.
1: and it's just like it's learning how to just be with the sacredness and not have to get everybody to understand what you understand because it's everybody's vision and their path to understand it eventually but i know anybody who's gone through grief or has it has had a moment of enlightenment whatever shape form or layers that is for you you know what i'm talking about that moment where you just want to spread it from the rooftops of like oh my god this is so exciting but the vibration from which we run in this culture can sometimes not be okay with where we're getting it in the higher realms, right? And then, and so then it comes to be like, oh, as a light being as a light worker as a sensitive, we start to understand like, oh, we're just talking about this, how can I track this being in body (laughs) and learn how to work from a neutral way and express these teachings in a way that all people can start to understand. Mm. and that, and again that comes not again that comes from working with mother nature and through mother earth because she teaches us balance mm. <laughs> she teaches us that through the acts and teachings of universal flow she only understands balance she doesn't understand affirmation she does not under even understand the word healing she doesn't even understand the concept of Of healing, she only understands balance, and when something is out of balance, it is then corrected. So think about when you're working and tracking in your yoga. You can't just constantly be like, "This has got to be fixed." It's like, no, work with all parts to seek and understand what's out of balance. Inhale, exhale, correct that balance. And then a new alignment, a new rebalancing is born. Wow. And these are the layers of grief from which I had to start to work with at 23. I didn't know that at the time I was a train wreck. I mean, of course, I was drinking wine and probably doing things I shouldn't have been doing. But it was like I was 23. Everything that I knew was gone. Everything. And... um so it was learning how to work in those ways of abandonment in the truest sense of, like, who was I without these beings that brought me here to this world? And even though, was, even though I was 23, I was an adult, but you're you're never ready to lose your mom, let alone not understanding how to be with a male figure as a dad, right? That's what we're taught. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so through the years, I'll just try to, like go through that part yeah and I got married I had a couple children moved to Colorado you know and just things were not horrible I was still not necessarily well in 100% but they weren't horrible but there was something that my essence my soul needed to complete I was not doing the work So because once you start to understand the mind, body, and essence connection, your essence, anybody who sits in this chair, which you're in right now, we go through this all the time. So dear essence, dear soul, you have traveled many, many lifetimes. You chose this embodiment upon the day of your birth to track and root into the heart being from which you have Because you chose this embodiment to complete the lessons, to complete the karma, clean it up, as well as complete your destiny. Try to get as little and as closer to the destiny, because if you have cleared your destiny, you wouldn't be here. (laughs) If you hadn't messed up, you wouldn't be here. Hmm. Everybody on this planet, their essence matters. That's the thing to start to get very clear upon. Every essence on this planet matters because we have a destiny to complete. But we keep on not completing it because different choices are easier. To be on your essence path, to get on your destiny's path, is not the easy path. It's not the easy path. But then it becomes easy, right? It's like some people are like, talk about the spiritual path, it's not easy until it is. Because we can create all these stories of like you know because i don't drink i don't do drugs i lean a very clean and aligned life to clearing and walking my destined path and that means our culture doesn't run on that so then all sorts of people are always very uncomfortable around me which they shouldn't be but they get uncomfortable because i don't do things the way that they do them And But what's happened over time in these 10 years since my divorce, 21 years since my mother's passing, it's like it just becomes very clear to me how to live in a way that is balanced with my mind, body and essence connection so I can complete my balanced pathway in the best way I know. So what happens then, it doesn't become hard for me anymore because I'm very clear as to what I need to do. And so that's what I mean by the spiritual path. It's very hard to walk it until it's not. Mm. And that's your choice. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so that that would be something to really start to deepen upon. Right. Because we get so caught up in everybody else's stories, what I'm supposed to do. Like, oh, you know, you shared a little bit of like, you know, where you're at and 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 it's like, we get so caught up at like, I'm not doing enough, but I am, but you know, you get all in the story. And right now in this time and place that we're at, as I was just with my native teacher this week, and she shared with me until this election is over, things are at, uh, at an unrest. So the natives are at an unrest, right? All 90 tribes fighting for the rights, of water and land, who just felt that. Um, So think about that, that's at the core of the unrest. Now another layer of where our political system is and where everybody doesn't know what's gonna happen, everybody's in a state of unrest. Mm. And that means as yoga teachers in this moment, it is our job to bring our students to balance, but first we have to bring ourselves in balance then your only job right now is to bring people back to themselves and bring them back to their balance. Mm. And that's all we got to be doing right this second. I know I just skipped up, but that's really important to understand at any time of unrest, right? Mm. Um, At any time, even after the election happens, there are going to be people that are going to be really upset about the results, but at least we know so there's going to be a level of like oh this is what we now know now what's our new balance where can we access that balance just like mother earth what she's she's trying to work her balance right now now it's our jobs as human beings to learn how to work a balance from which we know how to work together mm. through working in all kingdoms so if if you've ever done it I don't think you have but work with the seven directions with me and you know we honor of course the east to the south to the west to the north through mother earth father sky seventh direction is all the relations you've got your four-legged and you've got your winged ones and you've got your insect beings a total kingdom your reptile beings a complete kingdom water beings a complete kingdom um color shapes and symbols is a kingdom sacred symbols um where am i at tree beings plant beings flower beings shell beings is an actual kingdom actually art and music is a kingdom because art and music comes from the embodiment of nature so mm-hmm. that's an actual kingdom we've got mm-hmm. our fairy kingdom that's a kingdom you've got your angelics and so all these kingdoms, right, they exist in a forest. And they know how to work in neutrality with one another. Mm. Right? So when a mountain lion just had lunch and guess what? A fox is going to walk by that mountain lion. Mountain lion's not going to go get it because its needs has been fulfilled. It knows how to work with everybody else in the kingdom. It doesn't just go at it just to go at it. You know, and sometimes right sometimes things in nature happen and we don't understand why because we don't know how to connect on a deeper psychic intuitive level we have lost that connection and that's a little bit of um why earthways has been in development hmm. we we'll um, talk more about that yeah we'll talk about that let me just finish all the way back yeah you, know, you know we can go everywhere we're going down the rabbit hole <laughs> we are we are indeed <laughs> you're in my office right now this (laughs) this is what it happens when we're in private sessions. this is what you're in the energy (laughs) so um so way back when so i walked my path and of course you know we could totally go down i have been i've been sexually assaulted um i've been abused um emotionally as well as physically so i mean you talk about every layer i've been there (laughs) I mean, I've tried to take my life several times um, just because as a sensitive, as someone who is so sensitive to be in this male, masculine, not male, masculine-driven culture, as someone who runs on psychic, someone who runs as an empath and intuitive, I've been one since the day I was birthed. (laughs) So I didn't just it at at 37 or whatever age you want to say. I always was one (laughs) and so that meant those gifts and talents had to shut down because they were not accepted in this culture as something of value and this is back in the 70s right and it's still the still to this day I mean in this chair again I have lots of people in their 20s 30s and 40s and 50s come back to realization that as little kiddos those talents were not embraced so as a kiddo, if you knew something so deeply and your parents were fighting and you went to your parents and be like, oh, what's wrong? They're like, oh, nothing, honey. You just go back to your toys. <laughs> and so that kiddo, right, is like, oh, but I know that for a fact. But these two, this mom and father who seem to know everything, are telling me that's not true, oh, I guess my inner voice isn't true. Hmm, I guess that needs to start to shut down. And then if that goes over and over and over again, if something that you totally know, like your friends are talking about you, and you know it, and you go to them and say, hey, I'm really picking up on like, something's up there. Oh no, everything's great. I love you, honey. Illusion. (laughs) Right? Yeah. And... They And so again, you're like, oh, I guess I was wrong. And so as these young intuitive beings, we kept on getting shut down. Of course, right to be, which is root chakra, your right to feel chakra two, start to shut down. Guess what else starts to shut down? Then your power, your heart, and your throat. (sighs) So everything now has been... Out of there, it's out of order. Mm. And until then, you start to come back to, oh, I, I, I have known things all along. We have to then, in our yoga, in our healing ways, start to reclaim that, and that means we have to work in deeper ways of these spaces of starting to know whom you are and rise into that with no Mm. apologies. Mm. Okay, Um, so. And just to complete I think the story because um, I think it's a it's one of I think it is the important part of of the story is at thirty seven I was just I was just moving through the motions I was being the good girl and teaching yoga and doing doing my work but you know still probably not completely doing my work and I wasn't paying attention and um, wasn't in great relationships and kept on ignoring it because I'm an endurer. I endure things for people because I run on compassion and um, I like to fix people. I' used to it anyway. and because um, that, that was a part of like as someone who ran on compassion, you know, I like I liked, uh, to help people in such a deep way. Well, my greatest gift, but my greatest detriment, which nearly killed me because I kept on on healing, and I didn't know at this time, I had some parasites going on for years. <sighs> and I was getting kidney infections all the time, and I was teaching yoga seven times, seven to 10 times a week, and I was gray after it every time. It didn't make sense. Again, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I eat really clean, and I was not well. And I kept on not listening. I kept on not listening. I kept on not listening. And until one night, I ended up having seizures with my poor little daughter holding me. And I'm like, I'm okay. I'm okay. And and as someone, I guess I'm sure this audience could relate as someone who is a yoga yoga teacher and a healer. Sometimes we don't have insurance because we don't have a lot of money to have insurance. I didn't have insurance. And and I didn't want to go to the hospital. You know, I was like, I just didn't want that on me. And then here I have my like, at, probably at the time, seven-year-old daughter just holding me. And I'm like, it'll pass, it'll be okay. And so I had to make a promise that my temperature rose I would get to the hospital and I did, it was 102.3. And if I had been as stubborn as sometimes I am, um, I probably would have died in that room that night. And I ended up going to the hospital with my friend Rebecca And um, she came over, and she was one of the people that made me go. And we sat in the hospital room, and it was so fascinating. It was, like, just sitting there, and everything started to get slower and slower and slower. And everything. then I just stopped tracking people's voices. Like, it was just like... And then all of a sudden, I remember she was with me because she's an AMA follower. So she was having AMA um videos going but I couldn't really hear it right and um and all of a sudden it was in this one moment I saw the light I saw the golden pathway and the golden light it was in that moment it was so wild and it was like for the first time after all my suicide attempts all those moments of not wanting to be here it was like oh oh I can't go I have work to do it was from that moment that I knew I had to Get it going. And we ended up... It was like in that decision. And then they got... They started to watch me. And I found out I had like 30 over 40 blood pressure. So I was I was gone. And then it was from there... What you, we would call our second birth. Ivanhoff... Um, Mikel Ivanhoff writes a lovely book called The Second Birth or Second Awakening. We all have one. You have a moment where... You have the choice whether you're going to stay or you're going to go. And then you choose to rise. And you may have to have five more. (laughs) But that one is so sacred and so special because you've recommitted on an essence level that you will complete this work. No matter what comes at you.
0: Do you think we all have a second awakening?
1: Everybody does. It's just, are you paying attention?
0: Hmm. Can you speak more to, are you paying attention? Because mm-hmm. you were saying you were teaching someone's yoga, but you just weren't listening. Mm-hmm. You were not paying attention. Can you yeah,
1: of course. speak more on
0: paying attention?
1: So universal flow, right? Again, let's go back to what balance is. When you're at a balance, universal flow pays attention to that. Because we're beingness is just as much as all beingness is a part of universal flow, Are like tree beingness, four-legged, winged ones, plant beings. Um, So we are just as much of a beingness, right, as they are. And so universal flow pays attention, like when something's out of balance with you. And so universal flow will give you... Say you're in a bad relationship, and you know deep inside things aren't real. Deep inside you know there's a little voice that says you need to go but you're like no because <laughs> i want to give this person a chance or no for the kids no because i'm too scared to do it on my own right there's so many reasons that you can create through ego of why you need to stay right and um but then you then guess what you stay you stay right <laughs> and so the the reset of like universal flow is like all right you're gonna stay let's reset okay here you go and then there's but then when you're learning how to work with mother earth's energies as well as Father sky's energies and the alignments say you got a nice eclipse coming <laughs> guess what eclipse is gonna do it's gonna start to shake shit up <laughs> and out of your control And everybody gets so upset over these retrogrades and everybody gets so upset out of alignments. It's it's all a clean up, people. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's for your greater good, always. It's just like, but it's not my plan. (laughs) You should not have a plan. (laughs) That should be your mantra. You shouldn't necessarily have a plan all the time. Sometimes a plan's good. Sometimes a plan's good. That's why I surround myself with people who are planners, because I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah so so okay so you didn't pay attention to the possibility of you maybe leaving and rising deeper into yourself because these situations and then say three months six months one year passes and you're still in the same old shit the same old cycle but things have been okay right you're just going with it things are okay and then another cycle hits you on your ass and you start to blame everything else but the core issue you haven't paid attention to I can't speak like for everybody right so I can't like the example um The core issue of abandonment. The core issue of of fear. Right. The core issues of our griefs. The core issues of our angers. Of where and why we keep on not following through. Of rising into ourselves. So paying attention would just be watch for the signs. Like watch for like, oh, I'm in a crappy job and I'm gonna keep on staying. But oh, you happen to talk to someone at the grocery store, and they're like, oh my god you know, Sally Sue is is leaving this position. And, you know, we have this opening, I just don't know how we're going to fill it. Right. And then this this person who's hates their job, this happens to be like in alignment with their dream job, (laughs) or a vision of possibly something that they've always known they've wanted to do, but they're, they're at like, I don't know, I don't want to insult anybody. Whatever jobs that they're at that they hate, you know, and um, and so that's a sign. That's something to pay attention to. And then you start to hear things around you, of either following your path or just these random beautiful situations that are truly never accidents that you are hearing, but we don't follow through because we run on fear. Because we run on what is uncomfortable. Oh, in this culture, we're supposed to be married with children and have our jobs and create a 401k and, you know, like all this stuff. But like, are you happy? Are you happy? Like, are you really, really happy? Are you really tracking why you are here? Because why we're here is way more important than the box from which you're parents or what our culture says you're supposed to be in break the box is what I say I was going to use an expletive but I didn't (laughs) break the box it's not real rise into what feels right to you and that's where we start to pay attention because Here's the deal. It's like when I started to truly walk the path and start to work with the things that scared the hell out of me of being on my alone, right? And not having financial support from certain people. Like I started to truly be like, oh, I'm going to walk this path as developing into my yoga teaching. Oh, I I was reminded that I'm actually an energy worker. Hmm oh here's your native teacher here are all these teachings oh i remember this because i've done this before right through lifetimes not necessarily in this lifetime but like things started to become familiar to me and the stronger i walked on this path with no fear doors open doors open doors open community rises community rises because people started watching me and feeling me as i would step in front of a yoga class i taught less but modeled more got it because we yap 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 i mean Talking is great, but to engage in a modeling behavior because there's an energy to it. It's like all I'm ever doing in this chair or in my yoga class, I'm just modeling my path to you. And people are always like, I don't know why I feel so good around you. And I'm like, you only feel good around me is because I'm reflecting back to the balance from which you can seek.
0: Mm. You know what I love about the word you use, modeling, which is the yeah. first time I've heard it? Um, you know, when we're talking about some pretty etherical things here, mm-hmm. uh, there's some of it might land on maybe <laughs> our listeners and yeah. they can resonate. And uh-huh. Some others may be like, oh, what are they talking about? Yeah, don't get And it. Uh, I think the word modeling, it coincides with you being a channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really love that because I think the word modeling is a lot more... Um, perhaps accessible mm-hmm. to the majority of people you know the, the people are walking around and they see or they're like whoa yeah
1: you know we feel, we,
0: we, we feel it we, we feel, feel it. presence mm-hmm. you know it's, it's the nature of uh when, some, when your teacher walks in the room yep. when richard and mary walk in the room i'm like oh, right present <laughs> present
1: here, here. and accounted for yes right you
0: know, on. so i i i Appreciate you're welcome. modeling and how you model yourself. You know, I think your story and your experience is so deep and visceral, and you've clearly done so much of your own work over sure lifetimes, but in you know, while this you're one. here yeah, this in one. this one, you've done so much work okay. and it is clear that when you're sharing so much of your heart and your experience that there's this um great service to Mm. sharing your experience without the I I I experience Mm -hmm. and you know you're you're offering because I think that at least in my 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 from this outsider's perspective (laughs) it's like your inside perspective is wanting to be shared with everyone because we're all going through some form of shit
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: it all can relate to one another and and you're just such a catalyst to (laughs) connecting us to ourselves and helping us see your experience Mm
1: -hmm.
0: with so much heart and clarity allows us to see our experience
1: so true um there was a couple things i wanted to say to that um so back to the the modeling Mm -hmm. right um and i really believe more teachers more healers you've got to start taking more responsibility for modeling because, um, so going back to any parents listening, right? And anybody in relationship, I work with people with relationship, people as parents and all sensitives, right? And um, it goes back to what I've done since 10 years ago, walking away from my marriage, scared of shit and did everything I did, I fell apart like nobody's business. I had two kiddos, three and six. And what happened over these 10 years of what I have modeled for them is I would fall apart around them. They'd tell me, they'd ask what's wrong. And for a long time, used would be like, nothing. Did <laughs> I have a psychic child, an empathic child? And they said, bullshit. <laughs> So I, had, I learned so much from them. I was like, oh, I, I can't lie to them. They just would know things. And um, so over time, I was just like, I made no apologies of when I was not okay. And I would be like, oh, I actually need to go in my bedroom right now. I'm sorry, I can't be, can't be present for you because I have to go be present for myself right now. And that's how they've been brought up. And what is happening right now Is so miraculous because they're 13 and 16 now, and what I have modeled for them, and not because I said you have to do it this way because that's not my parenting style. They've watched me, and what they've done is watched how I am now. My healing becomes before anyone, even my children, even my students. My healing is the first thing that I rise into. And if I'm not okay, I will cancel my day because my healing comes first. That should be everybody's mantra at this point. The only job you have right now is your healing. And that means people are like, oh, I'm fine. I'm like, okay, let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But okay, let me go back. I digress. So the, um, but what's happened is like, I have taught two very strong little women leaders that are going to rise into doesn't matter what relationship they're in, friend or romantic, it doesn't matter what job they're in, their healing comes first. That's what I have given to them as a parent for them to model into as little leaders. Second. You know, I don't care if anyone drinks or does Like, it's just been my choice as someone who is a channel, as someone who is an empath. It just got in my way. It just gets in my way because I have to be as clear as possible. And the more that I started to get my essence, soul, however you want to speak to it, in body, the more that my essence got embodied, the way less that I couldn't even stand the smell of alcohol. Like, it makes me want to hurl. Um, And I used to love it. I used to love the smell of red wine. And the more that I started embodying more in this balanced way, that's what was like being like, no, we we can't have that if we're going to continue upon this path in the way that you need to complete your path. And so that's just like, it's mine, right? Like, I could care less what everybody else does. Um, This is just what has worked for me. And but what's sort of been interesting for me as someone who has a 16 year old, she won't drink, she won't do drugs, it's hysterical. I'm like, go, <laughs> like, go to the parties, dude, like, go enjoy, like, be a 16. She's like, she avoids it. She tries to tell everybody, like, um, I don't know, she always makes up stuff because she says she doesn't want to lose her street cred, as she says, but um, but like. It's, it's so interesting to me. It's just been like because she's watched how I have experienced my life and how I've tracked more of like a sober lifestyle. And what's happened to her is that's just been modeled to her. Huh. And she just doesn't want to. It's just it's fascinating to me. And it's like not a judgment thing at all. Again, it's just like I'm just fascinated by it because that was not me at 16. <laughs> at all they my children amaze me but yeah so then honestly all of this comes back to modeling those were like my two guinea pigs and what i've found also in relationships is like when you can model your own beingness and track your own wellness on your own without that other being now as if you were to watch trees So a tree being roots down, spreads its roots. Now other tree beings around them adheres to that other tree's balance. And they start to work together in this balancing in community, but on their own. And I speak often because I work with rainbow clearings. And each color is magnificent and extraordinary on its own so like when we work with different colors they have vibrations they have attunements and atonements to their healing ways but work together through the rainbow of red orange yellow green blue purple (sighs) they know how to work in community but they also know how to work on their own same thing with us and so when you're in relationship and you are taking responsibility for your own personal balance. And now here comes a lovely being that knows how to attune to your balance and you're starting to play with each other like Oh, this balance this balance. The moment you start to try to save someone now you're intersecting your energies. Guess what? You got two souls stuck (laughs) with one another instead of being able to walk together in balanced ways that your only goal is still just to complete your destiny and you can walk with a partner but don't let that be everything of why you're walking with the partner for them because that's not why we're here that's not why we're here that's really important as you start to understand how to rise into your own wellness and your own beingness that it can't be for another the more that we're balanced within ourselves and our wellness through mind body and essence we then can help others and we can seek out partnerships that are in resonation with our balance but don't do it just because everybody else is doing it (laughs) don't do it just because our culture says this is what it's supposed to be I just don't buy it anymore. I just don't buy it Being in partnership is important. Being in partnership is one of the greatest experiences in the world. But I still am still seeking out, like, how can you be in partnership and not give your power away? Yeah. Because every time we're in, you do have to give something away. So I'm just trying to figure that one out. I, I, don't, I don't have any answers for that. I don't have any answers for that. There's... there's and it's just, it's just learning. It's just... It's all about learning, man. I... And I think, oh, that was the other piece I wanted to speak to you about Um, as teachers. And um, like when you walk in, you see Richard and Mary and, you know, my students who have that same reaction to me. And um, as teachers, we have a responsibility to share what we know. So to be a good teacher, a master teacher, um, you have to learn how to share your teachings with others and that goes for healers that goes for therapists that goes for everyone we cannot be running on ego as teachers and healers anymore because the more that we do that and not share right we're now stopping someone's growth because you want them to keep on coming back to you that's just not how i roll it's like you sit in this chair i'm gonna share with you processes from which to help you heal so you can take responsibility for your healing, not me. When anybody leaves my private office or my classrooms, I hand them over. I hand them over through the divine, because then at that point my job is done today. Yeah. And whether you choose to come back, that's up to you. Yeah. That's up to you. And that that's that's the that's the process of learning how to be a truly good teacher
0: so Kate mm-hmm. we've spoken a lot about balance mm-hmm. and uh, you know how we can be imbalanced quite sometimes mm-hmm. can you offer us tips three tips on where we can go how we can seek balance when we're feeling ugh, yeah imbalanced mm-hmm.
1: well first and foremost get your button nature nice every time every time i mean just to truly get yourself on a path truly a path a <laughs> wooden dirt path get out of town <laughs> get yourself into nature and once you're in nature stop i say stop drop and roll i mean truly just be be with the counsel of the trees be with the butterflies be with the ladybugs be with the bees be with the squirrels if you are blessed enough to be given a gift of a sight of a hawk or a vulture or a blue jay you know like that's how I find balance every single time doing my work every day rising with the sun going to bed with the sun (laughs) (laughs) I'm not kidding it's what healed me when I was really really sick I was gifting a two-week journey to Hawaii I thought I was going to move to Hawaii to run a program at Travasa Hotel it was so funny (laughs) I was never going to get the job which is so good because I'm right where I'm supposed to be but if I had known that I wish I had known that at that time but for two weeks in Hawaii I literally got up with the sun and I went to bed with the sun it is what healed me wow no one else was able to heal me like, no, like, I had a beautiful naturopath. He was doing a good job. Um, but the access of getting back to universal flow, truly, and rising with the sun and going to bed with the sun, that's what heals us. So that's something I would say. Um, another thing to do is write altars. That's just another. And learning how to work with altars that are grounded and in balance through nature. And um, it would be too hard to speak so much about it. But, um, you know, if you know me, come find me and we'll we'll work with it. Um, Second thing, pretty much the first thing you need to be doing every single day. Once you step foot on this earth after your night's sleep, you go down to Mother Earth and you give thanks for being on another day. You ask your essence to come home. And for those of you who are listening, you know whom you are, the flyers at night, you go places (laughs) and you are dream traveling, right? You're going every, and if you wake up exhausted, you're a dream, you're, you're a traveler. So every morning I'm just calling my essence back home and calling my soul back home because I need all parts of myself to be in balance, to walk my day. So it's one thing I start and I give thanks for being on this planet and then I rise to the east and I ask for a new day and a new way to begin again today to the south I ask for support for my day's work and my transformational ways that I can help me first and then another west is the blessings of abundance and learning how to receive the north is the lovely nighttime sky of being in stillness and waiting to hear the messages of the divine through you and mother earth of course we give thanks for her abundance through her rootedness her nourishment and her unconditional love and you then again through these directions you give thanks and you ask what can you do for her that's every day. You have to recommit to what will you do for Mother Earth today, dear Father Sky. You thank him for his divine alignment from your personal alignment from the day that you decided to come into this embodiment. Start to bring yourself back to what was that original agreement. That's always a that's always a game changer for me. I have to remember that because I'll have human agenda, emotional chaos that starts to swirl everybody's agenda that like you start to take on their stories, your stories every time. I'm like, dear Father Sky, please remind me of my original agreement and alignment for coming into this body at this time. All of that stuff goes away. Yeah, it's powerful. And then through all the relations, seventh direction, you give thanks for your personal environment the support from which you have for this day and that's where i start my day Mm. that's how i start my day and you know we have our processes and learning how to hand people over that it's not your job to control anyone it's not your job to even control what anybody thinks about this crazy time we're in right now and that's again comes back to modeling i remember one time People are so upset about what's happening with this election. Um, And they're like, oh, we just... It's like we haven't even gotten very far. I'm like, that's such a lie. That's such a lie. Because it goes all the way back to everything we've been talking about today. You cannot get anyone to think the way that you do. You just can't. And don't think you can. When you model whom you are, When you model your balance, when you model your integrity of this alignment, just like in a valley and a grouping of trees, others start to feel into your balance. And we learn how to work together in negotiation with each other as though we were living in a forest together because it's all about learning how to live together in peace. But that doesn't mean we're all not going to have outbursts. doesn't mean we're not going to eat someone. It doesn't mean, you know, something's not going to have to die out. It's going to. But get a little stronger, people, and learn how to be in your own personal balance and not control what other people do. And let's see. that's what you need to answer for at the end of this game. And that's, that's what we're here to do right is to truly just work with with why are you here and quit living for other people live for you because the stronger that we can live in our own embodiments our communities are stronger our world is stronger that is why i get up doing this every single day is is the hard work like every day i do this work because i do it on myself first and then I go into community to help the others. It's up to them. I'm just holding, I'm holding a space through universal flow. I'm holding space as someone who's modeling what healing is to me, might not be to you, but it's to me. And some people like what I've got to say. Some people absolutely hate it. They do. But that it's not my problem. Yeah. It's not my problem. That's why, like, I work with skunk energy a lot. Uh, It's either you're going to love what I have to say or absolutely hate it. (laughs) There's no middle ground with people with me, and that's okay. And that's, like, I think, what, at the top of the hour, you said to me – I forget what you – you said something about me that resonates with that very thing. It's like, I – I help people rise and really, honestly, all my work it's to do. I help clear light workers. I help people get on track because the more we have people on track with why they're here, the more peace we're going to have in this country.
0: Whew. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. Hmm. In uh, concluding, mm-hmm. could you give us a few words about Earthways yeah. and... Uh, what this is that you are offering.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Earthways yoga. Um, It is a creation over probably my whole lifetime. Everything I've done, I understand now, is for this moment. Um, It's everything that we've talked about, right, in this hour-ish. I don't even know where we're at right now, but um, (laughs) ish time. So... Yeah, I mean, I ended up in forest yoga teacher training kind of by accident and didn't really even know what it was. And I ended up there and my first teacher, Miss Anna Forrest, amazing. She kicked my ass. She told me exactly who I was and what I was supposed to be doing. And um, (laughs) I just remember one time I was like practice teaching and she stopped me. She's like, Stop that you of all people should not be speaking like that and i was like what the hell and then <laughs> and then years later just recently i understood what she was finally <laughs> talking about i didn't oh. understand at that moment and now i get it like she saw something way deeper and bigger in me that i could even understand or fathom and it was just like she saw this vastness in me that i just couldn't even tap into yet huh and then the other piece that she taught me is that i was an energy worker she had me work on this little kid and i i kind of argued with her she was like you need to go run energy on him and i'm like run energy on him what 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 is that i don't know how to do that she's like she goes yes you do i'm like no i don't she goes yes you do i'm like no i don't and um it went like we're because everyone's in shavasana and i'm like kind of being like i don't know what the hell to do (laughs) And so she quickly told me in like thirty seconds about what to do, how to seal it up, and I was like, I was freaking out. I was like, I don't know what to do. And as soon as I sat there, it all flooded back to me. I knew exactly what to do. Wow! I could feel it. I could feel the hole. I could feel how I needed to help it seal it up. It's like, and I was like, oh, I remember. Wow. So those were like the beautiful things that she got to give me yeah like true teacher true teacher and um yeah I guess yeah that would be all I should speak around that and you know and I just started teaching I just started teaching hot yoga started teaching forest and you know I was doing my thing and then during that time right 37 almost died received my native teacher who is my teacher Right? So I've, na- I've named Trudy Griswold, who was my first teacher after my mom died. Anna Forest came along. who's was my asana awesome teacher, for sure. Miss Trudy Welty, um, who is my native teacher from the Apache Ways, she was gifted to me right then. Wow. <laughs> and um, she's the one who said to me, second session, she goes, start writing everything down. You will be creating a yoga. And I'm like, well, no, I'm not. I didn't understand that. And I resisted it. I was like, that's like, no. (laughs) I seem to argue with my teachers. I'm seeing a a threat (laughs) of when I don't want to hear what I want to hear. Probably having to do with something and, you know, believing in something about myself. That's what it is. So, you're healing me today, Alec. (laughs) This is like a therapy session. So, (laughs) um, but yeah, like that for sure. It's like the teacher's telling me something about myself that I wasn't ready to hear. So, Miss Trudy, you know, she she dropped it. And I was like, okay, there's enough. I mean, I'm not going to create a yoga. So, that's just, I just kept on doing what I do. I kept on healing me. Fives. Five years later, five and a half years later, maybe six, I had seven people in one week say to me, why aren't you doing a teacher's training? I don't want to take it from anybody but you. You're my teacher. I was like, oh, geez. Because I've been hearing about this for years. When are you doing a teacher's training? I said, never. Kind of like a yoga studio. I'd never want to own a yoga studio. I'd never want to do teacher's training. There's enough of them out there. I don't. I'm just gonna show up and do my work, like a little hippie, you know. It's just like, um, and and then I think it was like that one week, seven people, seven people in one week, and you know. And there's been so many over time, but like, it was that's the message. Like, pay attention, right there. That's the teaching, right there. Pay attention, and even if it's scary, and even if I don't understand why I'm being asked to do it. I'm walking (laughs) and I think over so it was like through the Apache ways of teaching and the lovely teachings that Miss Trudy had given me to help me heal started to thread in how I was teaching yoga and through the style of forest yoga and through these teachings of the Apache ways they started to to come together in how I teach And I think for the past three years, four years, I mean, most forest teachers don't show up in my class because truly I'm not teaching forest anymore. And, and it's not anything bad. It's just, right. It's kind of like when we're, we go to teacher's trainings and it's like playing telephone, honestly, it's like, here's a style of teaching and now go to it. Uh Right. And. The problem with what's happening, there's so much dogma around you teach like me, and if you don't teach like me, you're not teaching the style, right? And and that's just not how it works because here's, here's a lovely invitation to teach in these ways. And now I want you to go bring your greatest gifts and talents as to whom you are through your life experience and now go teach like you. Yeah. I want no one to teach like me. No. I don't want people to sound like me, teach like me, because they're not me. I can't teach you what I do, but I can teach you these gifts and tools so you could be the most authentic voice because truly it comes down to if i am not authentic as soon as i step in front of that classroom my students will call bullshit on me because they'll know and that's why i've never followed um you know hot yoga teacher training they hated me because I just like <laughs> I couldn't do it I couldn't teach in the way is it like do this 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 and it's I understand it um I thought teaching hot yoga teacher training was the greatest thing to do first because there was such a set sequence I got to feel into whom I was and through the voice from which I spoke that's why I love teaching hot but what happened then <laughs> is I'm so creative and I'm so authentic in me that it's really hard for me not to um, speak to what what was really happening inside of me, Hmm. right? So I can't just be in such a linear way. Like I move in circle, I run in like colors, I run in creation (laughs) and that's, um, so anyway, so back to the development of Earthway. So yeah, so over time, right, there was this like, this effortless conjoining of these two layers of what was given to me and because I have such a deep relationship with the elemental system you know we were journeying you know there's always a journey happening in my class like we journey with the winged ones we journey with the four legged we journey with a color we journey but I've been taught in ways through my teacher that I've been given permission to teach in these ways so not everybody right should be just teaching from tree like you've got to learn and be in relationship with tree to understand it and its boundaries because tree is the greatest greatest gift for energy workers to understand how to work with boundaries when you work with a tree's boundaries this so it's a whole other teaching. Uh-huh. It's really exciting. But so here it was. Miss Trudy said I was going to do this. I finally got, like, the message loud and clear because I wasn't listening. Um, and that's why I got my booty kicked and, like, do it this way. And so then I had to tell my friends and I had to go out to Miss Trudy. I'm like, okay, I'm ready. She's like, okay. And, um, and then... Earthways was already being developed. It had already been named without even me knowing it. Like It just came through one day when I was teaching. I would talk about earthways. These are the earthways. And it came through me, through the divine. Wow. And, um, and truly, that's what we're doing. Is We are truly teaching people how to work with the sacredness of all of the earthways to be embodied in your yoga your earth right your bones your tissue your water (laughs) right um i could go through it all but like you are this earth in your embodiment through the majesty of her (laughs) that's beautiful um yeah it's like truly her majesty is being embodied in you and why people are shifting in these classes when we teach in these ways is because we are of the energies of mother earth we are the energies of father sky we just forgot
0: huh.
1: and when we can embody that in these classrooms what's so beautiful is i get text messages all the time of like oh okay this water thing came in this water source came into class and then I was walking today and I was with this water and I got I get text messages all the time or emails or Facebook messages all the time of like people so excited about what happens actually out there in earth on earth from the practices that they created within their bodies beautiful so it's so amazing um and I would say I am doing a six-month training because, and it's done in like ret- retreat style. Yeah, and it's for eight days. I gotcha awesome. for three different week of intensives, and then we have we meet together random weekends in between. But we can't rush the layering of healing. We just can't. And to be able to be the fully embodied, modeled teacher and leader, you've got to be real with your healing. You've got to be real with these parts. And it just can't come from a week training. It can't just come. And that's why it's like you're here, you're being embodied in a six month umbrella through me, my teacher. So you will be able to work with Miss Trudy, which is really sacred. It's a gift. It's a gift. and Kelly Kesson, who is a five element acupuncturist, and also she's in the circle with Miss Trudy, um, works in these ways. And we are developing something so, so special. Wow. I mean, this whole it's all built around five element acupuncture mm-hmm. and the ways of working with meridian lines. And what's so beautiful is I'm starting to notice I'm teaching like sea of Chi. It's a, it's a point in your belly and what's so cool is now people are like talking about the sea of chi oh my sea of chi because they're embodying it in their yoga through a physical and an emotional and a spiritual embodiment and now they're being able to walk a little bit taller out there in the world because there's a fuller embodiment and um and then the the other layer is of of being in nature And so we'll work with being in nature, truly understanding what it's like to work with a tree or work with a plant, to work with a rock of their beingness and learn how to make altars in a way that's really powerful. Mm -hmm. Um, Learning how to work with universal flow and not off of your own personal power because your personal power is not stronger than universal flow. And when you start to understand it and get that and be humble around that, that's when you will thrive in your teachings, in your work. And that's when we start to have leaders and healers and light workers that are actually thriving and not starving. Hmm. And that's really, really important to me. Um, and so the, the, when Miss Trudy said, when I said we were doing this and we talked about how it's going to evolve, um the the biggest piece is the the project that you will choose how to work with earthways so that means you're choosing your own personal earth project for the six months and how does that embody in your practice how does that embody in your healing and how does that embody of you learning how to give back and not just give your prayers because that's not working anymore wow Oh yeah, that's her That's great place. Oh, Alec. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you
0: so much for sharing this amazing insight and uh, download that you have just been living and navigating and researching and inquiring, inquiring within yourself. Thanks. And sharing that all this information with us and all this is this, this a gift oh. to sit across from you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you so much, Kate. You're welcome. We'll definitely share a link of Earthways with Thank our audience you. for them to check out on their own ways.
1: <laughs> on their own ways and their healing ways. Thank you. Namaste, Thank you, my you, brother.
0: Namaste, Kate. <laughs> Thank you, Yoga Revealed podcast community. We hope that this episode with Kate Mulherin began to inspire you to maybe get outside, sit with a tree, sit with yourself, and just be with the nature of life. This is Alec Vishal Rubin, and if you'd like to find ways to study Earthways Yoga with Kate, be sure to check out yogarevealed.com and click on her link that will be posting in her description. Until next time, my friends, namaste and love life.